0: Uh, Greetings and welcome to another episode of Reverend G's Words of Encouragement. I am delighted that you decided to join me today. I got a quick word for you and I'll be out of your way. So let's get to it so today i want to talk about a subject that affects affects all of us no matter where you live no matter how much you make no matter what college you've been to this will affect you man woman child it will affect you no matter who you are and i'm talking about temptation oh can i get a witness i know that sometimes people think that once you become a christian all of those temptations go away i got news class for you they don't go away. Uh, in fact, I think sometimes my personal testimony is when you start serving the Lord, uh, it seems like the devil wants to crank up the temptation. So I want to talk to you today briefly about how to defeat those temptations. But I'm going to put this caveat out: The battle is always ongoing. So let's talk about this for a few minutes. The true or false. Temptation can both be a curse and a blessing. Uh, we can defeat temptation successfully on a regular basis. I wonder what your answers are. You don't have to tell me, because I know what my my responses to those are. Uh, There are some things in life that are sure things, uh, and sure difficulties in life. That's taxes, death, and temptation. As Christians, we should expect to be tempted. Satan does his best to deceive Christians through living a life of sin that, so that they are useless to God and ministry. Overcoming temptation is something every believer needs to learn how to accomplish. Uh, we can also learn to use temptation as the means to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen with me today. 1 Corinthians uh, the 10th chapter and the 13th verse says this, No temptation has overtaken you Except what is common to mankind and God is faithful He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it Uh, So once again, that's 1 Corinthians the 10th chapter uh, The 13th verse and we're going to be referring uh, to uh, verses uh, 1 through uh, 13 or 17 as we go along My friends, it's been my experience. Uh, We generally deal with temptations in one of three ways. And I wanna share with you uh, those uh, one of three ways. The first way is uh, we give into it. Have you ever been there? Or am I just preaching to myself today? This viewpoint says, don't worry about the temptation. If it feels good, just do it. Whatever's natural, it must be right. So we exist like animals living for our own self-owned gratification. We have a generation of people who, who have been taught that they have evolved from animals and that they are merely a higher form of an animal. Sad to say that some like to live like the animals. So giving into it is one way. The second way is we fight temptations with our own strength. We fight and fail. We fight and fail. We fight and fail again and again because no one can overcome the temptations consistently of our own strength. If we could, Jesus would not have come and died for you and I. We might hate what we do, but we go on doing it because we do not have the power to stop our own self. Uh, Can I get a witness? Can someone say amen? because sometimes you don't want to do it, you don't want to say it, you don't want to be there, but you find yourself doing it anyway because you're trying to fight this temptation of your own strength. And the third way is we overcome through the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now I can stop right here we can just all go home because that's the way we always want to be, but let's just face it, you and I uh, don't always get to this particular way uh, when we are faced with temptation. We turn tempt- we, In this way, we turn temptation into triumph To some, this may seem like a pipe dream But but trust me, it's not All of us can learn the spiritual process of conquering temptation It is possible to experience victory in life However, there are several things you must know if you want to experience victory in life First, we are all subject to temptation From the most righteous person you know to the lowliest criminal the Lord Jesus was tempted. Peter was tempted. David was tempted. Each of us is faced with daily with an array of temptation. It could be pride, materialism, dishonesty, lust, greed, sexual sin. The list goes on and on and on and on. You know what I'm talking about. So I ain't got to say that many more. Being saved doesn't make you immune. It is not a sin to be tempted. Now, let me say that again. Uh, my brothers and sisters, it's not a sin to be tempted jesus was uh without sin yet he was tempted by satan or satan tried to tempt him the bible says he was tempted in all things as yet we are yet remain sinless you know there are various ways in which you can be tempted it could be pride it could be you know you're giving respect to something it could be you know we always think about temptation on the sexual side Uh, which is a valid temptation but you know you could be in business and tempted to take shortcuts or you could be working for someone and tempted to not do the job that they hired you to do Uh, or or you could be tempted to cheat on a particular test Uh, let's talk a little bit here there was a ship captain who had a regular route from california to columbia one uh, one day shortly before leaving for california some drug dealers sent him a message that offered him fifty thousand dollars to allow a small shipment of drugs to get through to the U.S. Oh, he quickly said no. On his next three trips, they raised the R each time until they reached $150,000. In my book, that's a lot of money. Uh, He hesitated and said maybe. He then contacted the FBI. A sting operation was set up and the drug dealers were arrested. So one of the FBI agents asked the captain, Why did you wait till they got to $150,000 before you decided to call the FBI? And I like this, the man replied, they were getting close to my price. And what that means is, you know, if uh, all of us have a particular breaking point, if we're not careful, uh, that we can say, this is where I'm going to decide to yield to the temptation. Some people have asked if God really loves us, why doesn't he annihilate Satan and stop and stop temptation? Why not remove the allurement of sin? But if God did that, you and I would lose the ability to be overcomers in Christ, in Jesus Christ. Is there any victory in crossing the goal line before the other team has taken the field? I think not. Uh, is there any victory in stealing home when the other team hasn't even shown up to be on the field? Oh, uh, there's no victory in that. Without opposition, my friend, there is no victory. God hasn't called us to be. Uh, calls us. Uh, called us to a life of ease but to a life of victory in in Jesus Christ. We are all subject to temptation, but those who depend on the strength of Christ can be triumphant over those temptations. Let's talk about the source of temptation. Uh, The scripture says, no temptation will overtake you that was common to man. Uh, God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability, but with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure. Don't think you have a unique temptation. All of us face common garden variety temptations. We're all tempted in common ways and they come from the same three sources according to the scripture. The source of temptation are the world, the flesh, and the devil. The sinful world we live in. The Greek word for world is cosmos. It means a system or order. There's a system the Bible calls the world and is a system that is filled with the evil desires. That's First John 2 and 15 warns against those words. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in him. We are not supposed to love this world and the evil system. That is why James says this. Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God, James four and four. It is possible for Christians to become become so much a part of this world that they don't stand out for God. Christians are supposed to be different since they are God saved people in an unsaved world. We we are cast from a different mold. That's why Paul says to Romans, be not conformed of this world, which can literally be don't let the world press you into its mold. And I gotta tell you, in today's world, it's kind of very easy to go down a slippery slope of conforming to the world, especially as Christians were oft- often ridiculed and made fun of, but hold fast to God's unchanging hand. And then there's the flesh of our sinful nature. Uh, in us is the inclination to do evil. Sad to say it's inherited. We got it from Adam, Hey, might well blame Adam, and we sometimes refer to it as the old nature. We usually want to blame our failures on Satan, claiming the devil made me do it. But the fact is, the devil just tempts towards sins and encourages sins, he cannot force you or I to commit sin. We do it because we choose to do it. Sorry. We participate in the sin of our own will. Everybody has a sin nature. That's Galatians 5 and 17. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, and the desires of the spirit are the flesh. The flesh... For these opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. in 5 and 17. the devil were to suddenly stop tempting humans, sin would still be committed just because it's our nature. Wow. Let's talk about some of the prevailing sins. <clears throat> A recent survey of discipleship journal leaders ranked areas of greatest spiritual challenge to them. And I want to give you these particular rankings. Number one, eth- no, I'll start with number nine, uh, lying. Number eight, gluttony. Number seven, envy. Number six is lust. Number five is anger and bitterness. Number four is laziness. Number three is self-centeredness. Number two is pride. And Embrace yourself. And number one is materialism. Let's talk about demonic forces. He is a real being and he uses our natural desires to get us to sin. He's constantly looking for ways to defeat Christians so that they will be powerless for the cause of Christianity against this world. He will whisper suggestions into our ear, arrange circumstances that make it easy for us to sin. He is our foe telling us how fun and easy sin is but all the while plotting our destruction Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, huh? The devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may defy. That's 1 Peter 5 and 8. You got to read it for yourself if you don't believe me. Is that how we live? Spiritually sober, vigilant, aware of the devil and what he's trying to do, or we sleep at the wheel? Jesus, take the wheel. Now let's think through or talk through the motivations of temptations. We are made in the image of the Triune God. We have a soul, a body, and a spirit. The Triune nature we are, we are tempted, it will either be in the areas of the soul, the body, or the spirit. It's important that we understand this concept but we want to know how to overcome temptation. The world tempts our soul. The word of our soul is psyche, which we use to describe an individual's mind, will, and emotion. Our soul contains our ego, our desires, our emotional self the world will tempt the soulless side of us. When we talk about a person on an ego trip or a person that is worldly, we are generally speaking of a person who is easily influenced and somewhat controlled by the pleasures of this world. When the herdsmen of Abraham and Lot began to fight with each other over Rangeland, Abraham told his nephew to choose some land and he would go to the other way. So Lot looked out and saw the well-watered plains and the tall grass of the east, and he went in that direction. Lot was already wealthy, but he was sucked into thinking he could be the wealthiest man in Palestine. He was tempted by the world system to be a big shot. And that's the constant message of the world. You need more, You, you, you can have more. Lot fell into that trap and it cost him everything he owned. The world tempts our body. Our body will be tempted towards the things like lust, laziness, overindulgence, and sexual immorality. The flesh wants us to use the body as a vehicle for its expression. When King David was walking on the roof of his palace, he spotted a beautiful woman taking a bath. Rather than turn away, he stopped and stared. When you stop and stare is when the trouble starts to happen. Lust rose up inside of him, He felt his sex drive go into high gear as his passions were attacked by the flesh. His mind started to play out the scenarios and instead of returning to his wife, he asked to have that beautiful woman brought to his room. His physical body was under attack by the flesh and David succumbed to the sexual temptations and brought tremendous pain into his life and all the things he did thereafter. The devil wars against our spirit. If our soul soul is our sense of self consciousness, our spirit is our sense of God's consciousness. Let me say that again. If our soul is our sense of self consciousness, our spirit is our sense of God consciousness. You know God through your spirit. Animals have a body and a soul, but no spirit. That's what makes man more than animals. Man can know God. Man has an, uh, an infinite sense of morality. Man can worship God in spirit and in truth. The spirit of man is the vehicle of worship and communication with God. And the devil wants to cut off that relationship. He wars against your spirit. He is the one who puts doubt into your mind. He is the one who tries to convince you that you cannot make it on your own. Have got a God of witness there. That's what the devil will try to do. But the devil is a liar. Fear is a liar in Christ Jesus. In Old Testament time, when King Saul turned away from following God and relied on the witch of Endor for direction, he wasn't on an ego trip or sexual attack. He was not being tempted to sin in his soul nor with his body. Saul was being tempted in his spirit. He faltered in his faith. Satan attacked Saul in the spiritual realm, tempting him to doubt God and his truth. Saul, as spirit, was unattacked, and he failed to resist. All three, the world, the flesh, and the devil, are at war with our soul, our body, and our spirit. It will help us if we understand this biblical pattern. Now, I've tried to distinguish how temptation works by delineating the sources and the Method of operation of tempting situation. I want to clarify something. I'm not saying that the devil only tempts us in our spiritual and never in our soul and body. In fact, all temptation initially come from the devil. But if we can also see that many of our temptations are not are not directly caused by Satan each and every time, we will be better prepared to defeat to deal with and defeat that temptation. Now let's talk about conquering or beating our temptation. You know, the great preacher, Donald Gray Barnhouse gave us three words to use when battling or fighting temptation. And that is uh, faith, flight, and fight. (laughs) Let me say that again. Faith, flight, and fight. To overcome uh, temptation in the world, we need faith. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is a victory that has overcome the world. Uh, Our faith, 1 John 5 and 4. Spiritual faith is the best weapon against the worldliness. Let me say it again. Spiritual faith is the best weapon against worldliness. You got to fight and you got to do it with faith. The only way to get through the temptation of this world is to focus on Jesus Christ. Then when the world comes to offer you its crumbs, all right? You can reject it because you have feasted on the goodness of the Lord. And when our soul is satisfied with God, when we are full of his love and life, we are responding to temptation with spiritual faith. We will overcome temptation that wage against our soul. Scripture says that if you love the world and its evil system and what it values, then you aren't loving God. So if you want to defeat the temptation of the world, love God more. Like the old chorus that says, turn your eyes upon Jesus and the things of this world will grow strangely dim. Faith in the power of God is the key to overcoming this world. To overcome the temptation, we need to flight. We may need to flight. When faced with fleshly temptation, we should flee uh, or flight. The Bible says to flee immorality and useful lust. So if you are faced with a fleshly temptation or tempted to watch a movie that you know will arise sexual impurity, walk away from it. You can't watch already moves and expect to keep your mind pure you can't watch soap operas and most of the sitcoms today without being influenced by temptation and sin i heard some people say i watch this stuff and it never bothers me i'm not sure that's a response you need to make if it's full of sin it should bother you therefore let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall so when people say they, it doesn't bother them, they might be headed for a fall. And that's 1 Corinthians 10 and 12. A young American couple uh, can't park their car in, the, in some secluded rendezvous and expect to remain clean before God. You should not put yourself in those kinds of situations. The Bible says to flee fornication. And so sometimes the best approach is to get out of there or not go to it altogether. Can a man scoop fire into his hand uh, lap with with his clothes uh, being burned, Proverbs 6.27? We have to make up our minds to flee from sexual temptations. When Potiphar's wife tempted Joseph, he didn't wait around uh, to consider his options. That brother ran out of the room uh, so quickly, I think the story says he left his jacket there, if you will. Uh, and So he just got out of that situation. And so I want to encourage you that sometimes you may go somewhere and something unexpected may happen. And, you know, uh, the best thing to do is to flee Uh, and, and don't stay in the situation because staying in the situation increases the likelihood that you are going to yield to that temptation. You probably heard a lot of stories of people, something started off innocent, but they hung around the after party too long. Uh, they stayed uh, over someone's house too long or they stayed in the office too long and something happened because they simply didn't flee. And I got to tell you, there's no cowardness in fleeing when it comes to temptation. Run and don't look back. To overcome the temptation world, we got to fight. Both James and Peter says that if we resist the devil, he will flee from us. But the key word is we got to resist. You aren't told to flee from Satan, but to fight him. He isn't going to leave us alone. So we're going to have to learn to fight him, uh, not of our own power, but in the power of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You see, the devil doesn't pay attention to our strengths or our goodwill, but he fears the power of Jesus Christ. He feels the overcoming power of the blood of Jesus Christ that has been applied to our lives fight includes resisting and standing firm against the enemy of our soul. Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil. He will flee from you. James 4 and 7. You got to resist. You got to resist. Don't yield to the temptation. It's just common to man, but you got to fight. You know the, the, you know, the, Everybody don't want to fight But when it comes to the devil attacking you You just got to get in this fight And I want to tell you I'm going to go off script here for a second uh, This fight is 24-7, 365 days a year Every day of your life You're going to be fighting against temptation That could be good news It could be bad news If you're thinking it's good news If you're going through something And you say, okay, I can still do this It may be bad news if you thought There was not going to be any more temptation But I just want to let you know From the moment you're born until the moment God calls us home, we're going to be in this fight. So get ready to fight. But the key is not just to fight it uh, on your strength, but fight it with the strength of the Lord. Be sober minded, be watchful. Your adversary the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking whom to divide. Resist them firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brothers brothers and sisters throughout the world. That's 1 1 Peter 5, 8 and 9. I know sometimes when we're going through something sometimes we think that we're the only one we think that we're the only one who's encountered this or going through this, this doesn't happen to other people in the church or people in my neighborhood but guess what you're wrong it happens to people it is just common and i know sometimes you're thinking about yourself but your other brothers and sisters they are going through it as well and many of them are overcoming because they're fighting or they're fleeing or they're holding on to their faith and you choose one of those three, and that's how we win against beating these temptations that we find ourselves in. And so that's what my key I want to leave with you today as we prepare to wrap this thing up for today. And you know, temptations are bombarding us on every side. Uh, Whether it's on your smartphone, whether it's at the job, whether it's in the community where you're trying to do the right thing. Something is always trying to tempt you to do the wrong thing. But I want to encourage you to hold on to your faith and let God fight your battles for you. And I want to encourage you to resist the devil. and He will definitely flee. But you got to submit yourself to God. And that's the key in this whole struggle and fight. Because what we're going through is, like like we've already said, it's just really common to man. But that's no joke. I just want to get a little personal with you here because when you're struggling with things, man, this stuff is heavy on your heart. You know, you can't sleep, you can't eat, or maybe you're overeating, or maybe you're sleeping all the time. It could be a variety of sundry things that are happening in your life when you're dealing with the temptation. And we just talked about the story of David. You know, he took that man's wife and then ultimately had that man killed. And so all these things, this compounded the sin because guess what? He didn't resist that. Now, David could have had any other woman other than somebody else's uh, wife, uh, but he chose to go down that path. And I know you're probably like me. You've made some decisions in life that probably have put you in some precarious, wrong situation. I want to encourage you today that today it's not too late uh, to change that course of direction uh, and how to beat your temptations. So if you're listening to me now, uh, I want you to know that God is yet with you as you face this temptation. But you have a decision I can't make it for you. I'm sorry, if I could, I would. I, I, I come through these sound waves and I'd say, take all your temptations away and let your life be easy. But you and I know that's far from the truth and the reality of it. Uh, you have to make that decision to fight each one of your temptations for yourself. And I know, you know, and I wanna speak specifically now to someone who might be on travel and you might be tempted to do something that is not right in the eyes of God because sometimes when you travel that's when you're probably most vulnerable because you're by yourself and there's no accountability but God is looking and he's watching and what you do when you're not in the presence of others but you're in the presence of God making an immense importance on your life my brothers and sisters. So if you're married, don't yield to the temptations of breaking your vows. I don't care how good she look and how good she smell, go home to your wife and put some perfume on her and make her look good to your eyes. And you may be in business and someone may be offering you something under the table to do a deal that is not right. Don't yield to it, the money is not worth it. We wanna honor God in everything we say we do. I'll put it this way. I'd rather be broke than take money that's not mine. And maybe you'll get ready to take a test. Don't cheat on the test. Let us uh, uh, let me back that up. Don't cheat on the test. Here's what I want you to do. Study. Study what you're the subject. Learn it all you can. Apply your knowledge. And pray that God will give you the retention of that knowledge to bless you as you take that test. No shortcuts. Do and honor God in your life. And I guarantee you. Your life will be better. Now I'm not going to say everything's going to be a bed of roses. I'm just simply say as you win these temptations, the battle, your spiritual battle gets stronger and stronger. Your morality, your your, your witness, your, your reputation stays intact because people see you as a symbol of trying to do right in a world that's full of wrong. Well, it looks like my time is winding out. But before I close, as always, I want to tell you, if you're listening to today and you know, and you don't know the Lord as your personal Lord and Savior, I want you to now make that decision to accept the Lord as your personal Lord and Savior. Mama can't do it for you. Uncle can't do it for you. Your boss can't do it for you. You have to make that decision for yourself. So if you hear my voice and you want to accept the Lord as your personal, uh, personal Lord and Savior, just say these words. Lord, I'm a sinner. Please save me and make me become my Savior. If you said those words? Heaven is now rejoicing, and I want to tell you now, in this battle of fighting temptation, you now have unlimited power and resources uh, at your at your calling when you get in your knees and or get on your knees and pray. You don't have to fight this battle alone. Well, my time is running out, and once again, I am delighted that you decided to join me today. My name is Reverend G, and I hope to see you at the next episode. And I'm out.